Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2013. Why apologize to your young adult if it didn't happen or you don't remember it? By Dr. Jack Stoltzfus of ParentsLettingGo.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. And in case you didn't know, on Thursdays and Fridays, the content here focuses on parenting specifically. So today, we will hear an article about how and why to apologize to your young adult child for something that either didn't happen at all or you don't remember it happening. Let's hear what acclaimed therapist and writer Dr. Jack Stoltzfus has to say as we optimize your life. Why apologize to your young adult if it didn't happen? or you don't remember it, by Dr. Jack Stoltzfus of ParentsLettingGo.com. I recently talked with my son and mentioned that I didn't believe in spanking, but when his older sister lied to me, I sent her to her room and told her to prepare for a spanking. I'm not sure if the actual spanking ever occurred, but if it did, the impact paled in comparison to waiting in her room. After I recounted this one-time use of corporal punishment, and how this was inconsistent with my beliefs, my son said, you spanked me once. I was shocked to hear this, and asked him to tell me when. He was able to describe the specific setting and the fact that my mother was visiting at the time. No part of my memory could recall this incident. I immediately apologized to him and said that I regretted this. In this case, I did not doubt the accuracy of his memory, even though I could not pull it up in my mind. I then asked if there were other times where he may have experienced hurtful criticisms or actions on my part that still bothers him, so I could apologize for these. In this case, I had no memory of the event, but sometimes our recollections of an event don't match our kids. Perceptions are our reality. Perceptions are our ways of thinking about or understanding someone or something using our senses. When dealing with adult memories of childhood, it's not a matter of what happened or whose perception is right or wrong, except in verifiable abusive experiences. We may remember the event differently or claim that we didn't intend to be abusive. We don't get a pass on the need to apologize based on our good intentions, though. In the simplest example of standing in line at the supermarket and bumping into the person in front of us unintentionally, we often instinctively say, excuse me, or I'm sorry. Back to the memory of the child. Unless you had a video camera rolling to validate what happened, each person's perception is their reality. When young adults harbor anger and resentment toward a parent, their anger keeps them fused to the parent in an unhealthy way. This fusion can also be true if a parent harbors anger or resentment towards a young adult child. In either or both cases, when such underlying feelings exist, there will be a tendency to avoid the other or become defensive and reactive when contact is necessary. It's a sign that one or the other or both have not attained a level of healthy emotional separation from the other. We can act in these situations, but it begins with recognizing two facts. One, we can't change the young adult 
but we can and should change ourselves. And two, we should start by trying to understand our young adult's experience. Listen. It's essential to listen non-judgmentally and non-defensively with a level of compassion and empathy that validates how the young adult feels about a past incident. You believe that when I grabbed you by the ear, you felt abused and humiliated and hated me for this. Such a reflective statement acknowledges the experience and the feelings of the young adult. We may not validate their recollections, but we can validate how they feel. Listen for what is not being said. Underlying themes driving their anger and reactions. I argue that young adults need to stand up to their parents and push back on a parent's views and actions, past or present, to which they disagree. It's part of the establishment of an independent I. Sometimes they do this in clothes, tattoos, or arguments challenging their parents' views. Also, underneath the young adult's anger and attack is hurt and sadness about the lack of closeness to the parent. Please keep these points in mind as they can soften the tendency to take things personally. Apologize. An apology is one of the healing practices that parents need to strengthen or employ to address unresolved issues with the young adult that keep the young adult and the parent negatively fused or enmeshed. One of the failed launch positions that a young adult may take is where they continue to fuse to the parent through anger and resentment. They blame the parents for their past and present troubles, consciously or unconsciously, and as such, can't move towards self-sufficiency and independence. Suppose the parent engages the young adult in a defensive, angry, or otherwise reactive manner. The parent contributes to the fused status, and as such, is also in an unhealthy emotional state. An apology is a gift we give to our young adult to enable the young adult to let go of the anger and resentment. But it is also a gift we give ourselves by reducing our need to defend and justify our actions. The estrangement of parents and young adults is a growing problem where parents and young adults are sacrificing their relationship for the need to be right. Why apologize even if you believe that something didn't happen? Apologizing is the loving and right thing to do that will set us as parents free, free our young adults, and help restore the relationship. Unless you are a perfect parent, there is always room for an apology, and we need to acknowledge our imperfection. Such admission permits the young adult to recognize this as well. It's the loving thing to do, because it says no matter what I did or didn't do, or what you experienced as a child, I want to show you love and take responsibility for my parenting. This is another form of modeling that challenges young adults to take responsibility for their actions. It's important to understand that listening and trying to understand your young adult's position and apologizing are not admissions that the other person's perception is entirely accurate. Apologizing is a way of elevating the message that love and the relationship are more important than being right. You just listened to the post titled, Why Apologize to Your Young Adult If It Didn't Happen or You Don't Remember It, by Dr. Jack Stoltzfus of ParentsLettingGo.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And thanks a lot to Dr. Jack for this read. Now, one thing I really liked is his emphasis on the power of an apology in repairing and strengthening the parent-young adult relationship. Right, so he says that apologizing even in cases where the parent does not recall the event or believes it didn't happen, as the child remembers, is crucial. The idea of apologizing as a way to set parents free, I love that. And needless to say, it prioritizes emotional well-being as opposed to being right, which is a focal point we want in any relationship, not just parent-child. It helps parents move beyond the need to defend or justify their actions, as he said, which can of course be a barrier to emotional connection and understanding. However, while the principle of apologizing is really great, there still may be a lot of complexities in how these apologies are delivered and how they're received or heard, depending on the specific family dynamics and, of course, the nature of the apology. So with that said, it's still important to go beneath the surface with this idea and not overlook the individuality of the problem at hand between you and your child. So. With that, we are going to sign off, everybody. Thanks again for tuning into a really terrific episode here today and also for staying until the end. I hope parents get a lot out of this one. And please remember that we have another parenting post coming up tomorrow, too. So be sure to tune in for that, where your optimal life awaits.